At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Look at the elbow. Joanne Wood, that one really did damage the face of Carolina. What a fight. For the winner by split decision, Joanne JoJo! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are joined today by John Wood. And I know we're going to be joined by Joanne at one point. Uh, thanks for being with us, John. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Um, Matt, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while since, uh, have I talked to you since Marab's win other than texting? Jimmy, I do not think we have even spoken. I was off Monday because I was in Boston for looking for a fight and, uh, you were off Wednesday. No, wait, vice versa with that. I don't fucking know, but I've seen you, my friend. Yeah, I was off. Me and John Wood. John Wood's been all over the fucking place. He was with me and Longo in, in, in Aljo in Rob's corner. And then he jumped on a plane to London and his wife had a, you know, had a, had a, a, a excellent fight. That was fun. Yeah. What an ending with that fight. What a put a 14 sl- seconds left. What a way to put a stamp on it. John, mm-hmm. John, I, first of all, what a good time with Marab's fight. No, oh, nice fight too, but holy shit. Uh, it was crazy. First off, let me say, I said it before already to you, it was an honor to be in the corner with, with you and Longo. And uh, you guys are absolutely amazing to work with and, and pretty fun in the corner. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, that was an incredible night. Thank you, man. What a blast. We had a, we had a good time, John. And, and, and like Longo said, you know, with that, with the third mic, with the, with the other person in the corner, it's, we usually just keep our own. Like, we're so like, I'm not saying we're antisocial, but I don't know, man. You don't know who the fuck's going to be in a corner. You could have somebody in there. You, me and Milago are talking to somebody and somebody can put their head in and go, hey, what's six times eight? And I'll be like, what the fuck? Uh, you know what I mean? You don't know what you're dealing with. That, Jimmy, there's all yep. that tournament, you know? Yeah. But uh, you were a pleasure to work with, man. What a, we had everything meshed so well. And we all love Marab. And Jimmy, when we walked in that place, it felt like a it felt like a championship fight. There was a lot on the line, man. A lot of like like politics and like like a lot of like Yeah, it was very acrimonious leading up to it. And Marab is usually not like that, but that was really a different lead up to a fight for him. And by the way, that venue they did it in, I liked that a lot. Is that like they didn't want to do it in the apex? Um, I love where they did that fight. The old hard rock. That's great. It's the it's um what was it called again now, Johnny? That was it's the Virgin, and it used to be the uh the old uh hard rock joint. And the reason I think I'm not sure why they did it, but they were having you know they had the slap fighting championships over at the uh, Apex, so we couldn't do it there. But much better venue, 
it's so good when you can have like people in the crowd live. And like you said, the energy was insane there. There was like 500 Georgians there yeah. cheering them on. It was crazy. The music was going, there's flags everywhere. I mean, it was, it was like a, a championship title fight. It was, it was awesome. The after atmosphere there was awesome. Now, John, I, I hate to jump in. Uh, uh, it looks like Joanna's in the waiting room. So if we want to bring her in, uh, are, are you guys close? Are you guys in the same room either or no? We are in the same room. Come okay. on in here, Miss Joanna. Oh, that's bloody. I thought she, she's in the waiting room. <laughs> Okay, they said the they said she's ready. So in the room. So. <laughs> I, I don't want to steal the show, guys. But... No, jump in. Hello. It's been stolen. Listen, no, no, no. Hey, we have him for the whole hour, so don't worry. Congratulations! This yep. is what a great, what a fun fight. Yeah, it was it was uh, definitely fun. Good to be back on UK soil. So yeah, it was, it was the atmosphere was awesome, and yeah, back in the wind column. It was, it, it was, you had a little hiatus for a little bit. I was talking to, to John about it. Um, was it an injury or, well, John, I have the memory of a fucking goldfish. I'm, excuse me. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> not, me and John just spoke about it, but I want the world to know because people don't know where you've been. Yeah, I just took a year off because um, I, I was trying to stay active. And then, you know, yourself, when it, when you're being active, it's, it's, it's awesome. But when it's not going your way, I was like, so my last fight, it was like my third loss. And the that one I had torn my quad two weeks before that fight. And then the fight before I uh, hurt my three fingers. So it was just kind of like, I was kind of, no, I keep going. You know, as fighters, we're stupid. Listen, I, I tried to actually talk her out of the last fight. I tried to have her pull out because we couldn't literally, she couldn't move. We did, it was like two or three weeks of stationary, stand in one place fast. She had a six. I think six inch or centimeter tear in her quad. And, um, and it, it was just, ideal, we couldn't grapple. We couldn't hit pad, couldn't do nothing. And, and no excuses. She went out and took the fight, you know, and, and, and it is what it is. But yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, let's, let's save it. As yeah. a, as a fighter. And I'll t I, and I know this, you, when you have a, first of all, you have losses and shit does happen, but there is times when you have a loss when you're like, I want to go on a mountaintop and say, no, you got, I had this and that, but you can't do it, but you want it. it. And it could be so legit where it's like, yo, I know I wasn't able to do up and down. I wasn't able to do, but you can't say it. Cause you know, you can't say, it. but in your heart, you know it. So that's what hurts the most. No, when you know, you're not going in there, nowhere near a hundred percent, but you take the chance and it doesn't work out in your favor. And then you're just sitting there like, you're not going to be happy until until you get another win, basically. The only time you can talk about the injury is if you win the fight. Like when you win and you talk about the injury, like when uh, when uh, Overeem had like food poisoning, he was vomiting yeah. and shitting and then fought. So if you win, people go, oh, okay, that's great. You fought with the injury. But if you lose, people think it's an excuse, even if it's not an excuse. Yes. And they don't care anyway. And they, and they, they have like memories like Matt. So uh, they don't care and they, they'll never remember. They'll just see the loss. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Now, all that's behind me. And even, yep. yeah, you don't want to sit, sound salty and all that anyway. But yeah, so that was the reason. But yeah, back and feeling good. And uh, the only thing about that camp was I ran over something. I now have to get my car fixed. So, uh, but I would rather it was the car than me. But yeah. I went and fight my body and felt great. It was awesome. Did, did I like I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was just going to say, I like, you did it more than once. You attempted it more than once. You definitely landed a few times. I like your, I feel, I think it's a, 
They do it a lot in Muay Thai. Your Muay Thai sweep off the clinch, right? Is that a Muay Thai thing? Or was it? That's what it was, right? Yeah, that's a Muay Thai sweep. I do it all the time. I love it. Uh, cool. And yeah, I landed it on her. And yeah, like they were like, the media was saying I went for an illegal. And that was one of the things I used to do in Muay Thai. Like as they're going down, you can knee them or kick them in the face. Yeah. So, but obviously with MMA, you have to watch. Close. Close, <laughs> yeah. Because that was the second round when you threw her down. And you and as she was going down or she was... All, she went, Jimmy. If you've seen it, she went of to course. decapitate her. Thank goodness it missed her. That, <laughs> hey, listen, it's good to be accurate, but thank goodness, <laughs> right? Yeah, that could have been a uh, This is what I want to ask. It's, it was just Valentine's Day. I want to find out about your love, Jimmy. I'm going out a different angle here. We talked about sure. That. You guys met now. Look, I'm an owner of a school. I have people that got married by meeting each other at my school. my One of my, Danny and Elise just got married. My old black belt, this other kid, Danny, Joanne, is beautiful. Brought life into the world because of my academy. It's a beautiful thing. And there's also some fucking creeps I had to kick out of my school. So how, I want to know, sorry. I want to know, you first started training at Syndicate. You already were a kickboxer, Joanne. What happened? How did sparks fly? Were you hitting pads and what happened? I want to know, gang. I mean, look at this guy. He's handsome as fuck. He's a hunk. Yeah, but we, we can't <laughs> say that though. We we can't say like, hey, he's a handsome fucker. We have to ask you. <laughs> we gotta ask you how now. Like now, well, you guys can know, John, because you're you're a business owner now. That's a very you don't Listen, like. It. That's where you eat. No, no, I'm glad I, it worked out. We could talk about it now. I just I just had a meeting with my guys about that. It's always kind of one of those things. Listen, you shouldn't date. You shouldn't fuck around. You shouldn't do that shit. But, you know, I can't be too hypocritical here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ended up marrying one of my, you know, fighters. You guys get married um, in October of 21, too. You got married in the middle of the pandemic. Was it, w Did it, like, hurt the ceremony at all? Or was it really small? Or how was it? So, no, we actually did it. We waited until after because we were checking around all the all the places. It was triple the money. And you could only have, like, a certain amount of people. And it was, it was so ridiculous what they were charging. So we ended up actually... Uh, having uh, the wedding at our uh, church reception we live next door to a pastor of our church it's a pastor that so worked out so we got married at the church and then we did the reception at the gym we completely cleaned out the gym we ah. had a huge spot here and, and threw a huge massive party here we had food trucks and it was actually the day before halloween on the 30th so we did a costume party so our wedding reception after we got married we got out painted up everybody came in costume it was it was really awesome i didn't you know, when I pitched it to her as a joke, and she's like, hell yeah, let's do it. And Aww. so we had a, it was a fucking, it was, it was great. Yeah, the gym is smart because you kind of control the atmosphere. So you guys knew you could do the way you wanted to. Nobody was going to come in last minute and tell you not to have people in. Yeah, way cheaper too. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And, and, and that's the thing. Now, now, literally, it's funny after that party, I got people hitting me up all the time. Hey, can we rent, you out, rent out your gym for an event or for this? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that for our shit. it's a beautiful school too. I was just over there. Jimmy, I stopped by the academy, seen John's mom. She seems like she keeps that place in order, your mom, no? Yeah, you know, oh, no. She she's the boss, man. Like yeah. it, it, even when I'm the boss and I, you know, I try, hey mom, I need you to do this. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, like she she big times me all the time, but she really is, she runs the, you know, Mama Wood runs runs this place uh a tight ship. She's yeah, she busts her ass. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for all the shit and hard work she puts. She basically lives here, man. She's 
I try, I have to literally tell her you're taking a day off. I have to lock her out. She won't, she won't leave the gym. And so, but she's become a staple here. And she's, you know, like for God's sakes, John Jones was just in here, you know, filming something and doing something. And, you know, all he was talking about was my mom. He, he even followed my mom. He doesn't even follow me. He's following my mom and messaging back and forth with her in here. She's like, come on, John. But uh, yeah, she, she's become a staple of syndicate. So it's, it's That's great. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah, Longo. And, Longo. and I do think, and I do think, I'm not sure. I think she's got a little thing for Longo. She's always oh, no. Afraid. Yeah, I think she's It's only natural. It's only natural. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Longo. Would I be okay with that? Keep your antennas up, though. If Longo, next time you see him, he was like, hey, Johnny, you want to toss around a ball? Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey Longo. Hey, it's great. Just keep your antennas up. With that I, I let it, at this point in time, I'd let it happen. Whatever. I'll call him dad. Oh, shit. And Joanne, what are you hoping for next? Do you want the rematch with Lauren next? And actually, we're talking maybe Antonina. I think I would be a fun fight. Muay Thai versus Muay Thai. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're just kind of dancing ideas now. Yeah, I think, you know, whatever comes up, she's probably going to say yes to it either way. She's not going to turn down fights. Uh, Lauren, you know, both talked about it, and that's a fight that we both kind of thought – I thought looking at it unbiasedly that we, that we won that fight. It was a close fight. So it's one, you know, probably like to run back, but whatever goes on, you know, she's going to be game for it. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like there's no rhyme or reason or like, you know, a matchmaker will, you, you look at like a logical progression. You're like, well, yeah, we should do this. And they, they want to do something totally different. So it's kind of mm-hmm. smart, I guess, to keep open for whatever they throw at you. Absolutely. You, you really don't know in this, the UFC and the sport, it, it, it's its what they want. It's what, you know, maybe a, a, tweet, could, a, a tweet could go out. Uh, if somebody tweets something and everybody gets, it catches some traction, boom, that's the next fight. You just, you just don't know. You see it all the time where people, the rankings are made up by, you know, the, uh, the press. It's not the UFC. So I don't think they really give a shit. You know, they're going to put the fights together that make the most sense and make, you know, the sense to them to, to, to sell, you know, so how do you guys navigate like i'm always amazed by people who work together and are married like how, how do you navigate like training if you're if you're you know having just a regular fight like a couple does how do you put that aside and and, and do training the way you have to do training well i don't have a problem putting it aside but somebody you know sometimes <laughs> might but I, you know um no we actually we do a real good job about leaving that shit at home even if we have had a disagreement we come here we still have a job to do and that's something we discussed earlier mm-hmm. on you know, going back to what Matt asked earlier, when we had, you know, met, it was kind of those things we started training together and within a few months, there was like, oh, and, and I'll be honest, you know, when I saw her on The Ultimate Fighter, I thought, I was like, oof, I've always had a thing for the accent, loved it, I love Scotland, Scottish, whatever, so she came here, I was like, oh, man, she's pretty cute, you know, like, and so it just was one of those things where you kind of knew right off the bat, and it kind of developed fairly quick, but it was, you know, we had a, a good friendship, and we have so much fun together, even still, you know, laughing, family. We like to be, you know, together doing stuff at home, doing all the shit. And it's uh it's it's a good go. And but that is one of the main things that we discuss. Like, listen, whatever goes on inside of our house doesn't carry over to the gym, training camps. And honestly, we don't really fight or argue that much, anyways, unless it's about stupid shit. Most of the time it's about I can't understand her. She's quiet and she's got a weird accent. You know, she says something. I'm like, what? She's like, what? And what? And then we we'll find out. You know? It's more cultural that we've been brought up differently. And, you know, like I'm from Scotland, he's American. So it's more so from that, I think, communication. Like, 
but yeah, I, I can say something. He thinks it's completely different, and it's just like definitely cultural. Yeah, we we've had maybe one over the years, the last five years working together. We've had like one or maybe two blowouts in the gym, and it wasn't because of shit at home, just simple disagreements, you know, right? Like whatever in, in in the gym. And um, yeah. past that, man, it's 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 real easy. It's been really yeah. easy. Julia, now does she teach at the academy too at the school? So, do you no. teach at the school or no? No, not while I'm fighting right now. I, I do like some like one to one sessions, but uh, I want to do that in the future when I finish yeah. fighting. But that's, it takes up a lot of you know coaching, coaching and fighting yeah. is hard, man. That's just hard to so do 100%. Yeah. 100%. But that's something when you're done fighting. That's what I was going to ask. That's that's that could be, I mean, that's my retirement. Shit, I was getting here late. I did the 7 a.m. I did the noon. I'm still wearing my gi pants. I just jumped in. I was late. You know what? That's what's nice about being bald. I threw my head under the sink and I just anyway. But uh yeah, man, John, this is a good job, ain't it, man? Shit. Oh, it's the best. You know, the, the worst day in the the worst days are, are still better than anything I could ever imagine doing else. Like there's nothing else that I would rather want to do. I, I love what I do. We get to travel the world, we get to hang out with cool people, we get to hang out with people that, you know, you've looked up to. You get to just see shit and do shit that you wouldn't be able to do maybe other than the military. But, like, we have fun doing it, you know. Yeah, it's a stressful job and it's, it takes a toll. But, man, this is the best, you know, I, could, I can't imagine doing anything else. You know what gives you hope? You got Longo at going to be 65 years old. And he's right. still fucking in there. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and still, crazy, Jimmy. and still pulling chicks. He's still, you know, got my mom after him. So it's, you know, he's still. That, that's what gives me the hope. He, you know, he does have a nice head of hair. <laughs> Joanne, what did you do before you fought? Uh, I was a nursing assistant, and then I worked in the gym, coached, and then yeah, everything after school. It was basically to make money to pay for my at the time hobby. Oh, and you didn't know it would become, did you, when did you know it would become your actual job and, and your future? Uh, pretty much when I made it to the UFC, like, because in Scotland, you're like, I was still living in Scotland, so, um, yeah, it was pretty, a long shot, but, and I saved up every penny, every penny that I didn't spend on petrol or, as you say, gas. Uh, petrol to get myself to the gym and uh, my memberships my all that stuff like everything that went into making me be able to train I saved and saved and saved and then whenever I thought not that I was getting paid a lot I was saving it up and uh yeah and then I luckily got a sugar daddy right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really smart with my my money and obviously having a job all the time when uh when I probably shouldn't have, but I knew I had to because you know, I knew it would pay off. Did you have a backup plan or no? Me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. I knew I would. I knew I would work or something, but I think that was probably the best part. That I just didn't want to do anything other than training. That was my happy place, so I done whatever I could. So my backup plan was just from going from job to job and working it out, and then it did work out. And then, 
Well, if you I, don't leave a backup plan, it makes you realize that there's no safety net. This has to happen. This, this has to, I have to do this because there's no backup plan. That's also, that's a much crazier way to do it, but also a much more dedicated way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I did it in the gym. Like I, I, like we were just talking about, I'm not suited to do anything else. So my only, the only thing I can do is make this work. You know, I've had this gym. A lot of people don't realize this is my 20th year. Yeah. This gym. You know, I started it early with a kind of a wing and a prayer and got into a car wreck and got a little bit of money and, you know, went to my coach at the time and invested it way back in the day, Las Vegas combat club and 20 some years ago. And, and man, and it's, I'll tell you what, I survived a couple of the, uh, you know, crashes and, and just, it, it's been, it's been crazy, but it's just a do not quit attitude. And now, you know, things are really starting to pay off. You know, it's a 20 year overnight success. We're winning. We're winning, John Wood. There you go. I'm in. Right, man. Oh, really quick. This is what I want to ask you. You know, I don't, I know Jojo wants to go celebrate. Listen, uh, your dog, your little pug goose. Goose has its own. I want to know about oh. Goose's Instagram, and I want you to plug it. Hey, Goose sounds like I like recognize his name. Hey, Goose. Goose <laughs> right now. Hey, yeah, Goose. Hi, Goose. Dude, that's. A- <laughs> now, tell me about Goose and his Instagram. Something tells me he's going to take oh. the uh, social media. At, at we Goose Woods. At we Goose Wood. W e e Goose Wood. Yeah. And I know everyone's like, you're better on his Instagram than you're on your own Instagram. But I guess that's what they say. You're better at promoting someone else than your actual self. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's my first dog and he's, he's awesome. That was the hardest part about going to London, leaving him. Like the fight, I got offered the fight and I was like, ah. Literally, the only thing she stressed about was making sure the dog was taken care of. How long, have you, care. How long have you had the dog? He's just 11 months. So you're, oh. All right. So now when you came home, did you have a video of when you came home and the dog seen you or no? Was he excited? Uh, no. Uh, we didn't. They picked us up at the airport yeah. with him and he, yeah, he went ape shit. He spent, you, you know, I'll tell you, there's a rumor that somebody might get emotional when they see those videos. Okay, it's me. When I see, <laughs> when I see either soldiers coming home and they surprise the kids, or when, oh, I, when they go to the school, animals, yeah. when somebody comes home and the animals are just, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. getting older and I get emotional. But it's very cute when the dogs get so. It's such an unconditional thing with the uh, with the animals the way they love you. No, they love you more than they love themselves, Jimmy. Yeah, I was like, I, I laughed at all these dog people and all that, and I was like, no. She was not an animal person before we got. And I got him, and I was like, oh, I get it now. Were that you, was, John, were you the, were you the animal guy, John? You had you had dogs before. Yeah, yeah, I, I've always loved pugs. Uh, for whatever reason, I had a pug a while ago, and just they're awesome dogs. So I've had three or four of them, and then for my birthday, she she got me this guy. So, but it's basically she's taken my present from me and taken over. And, is now yeah. the uh, dog mom. Did you get more attached to it than you thought you would, Joanne? Did you all of a sudden go like, yeah, this will be nice and had no idea that you'd kind of become obsessed? Yeah, and I had all these rules set out and stuff, and I still do. Like, I'm very strict, but there's, like, stuff like I wasn't allowing it on the couch and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that lasted But, no yeah, time. I'm like, I totally get it now. The only thing we don't do is he doesn't sleep in the bed. That's that's not going to be a... Yeah, does he sleep in the bedroom or, or in the other room? Downstairs. Okay. Sleeps downstairs. He sleeps on the couch. He doesn't need to be interrupting. Yeah, there's some people. <laughs> they go crazy with that shit. 
I go to my father's house. Man, these cats everywhere. I don't even want to sit. I go, God, they're on the table. They're on there. You go, what the fuck? What is this? You know? I just, I mean, people get crazy with that shit. Yeah. You know? No way. No, no dogs, no kids in the bed, no animals in the bed. Just that's, that's, uh, that's the baby making time. So not interrupting. <laughs> yeah. The last thing you need is a dog interfering with that. That would just ruin everything. Nope. I don't want to be getting extra licks places. I don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> that pug i mean listen good for company i guess not the best you know very cute guard, guard dog unless you re- literally just pick them up and throw them at them <laughs> but uh you know that's wrong though they originally were bred for the chinese emperors they were guard dogs in the palace not because oh, they're vicious but because they bark well, they're bark loud <laughs> are they all loud are they loud no nah, this guy he, he hardly ever barks he hardly ever barks do they so. drool a lot or no nope not at all that's pretty much Happy, fat, they lick a lot, uh, but no, no drool here, no, no, nothing. He's, he's just a good old happy, fat. How's dog. his breathing? Does he like French bulldogs have a hard time breathing? Does he breathe well? So here's the thing: with any smush, smush nose dog, like they're gonna have breathing problems. But you know, when you go look for a pug, there's certain things you can look for. So you make sure they got a little extra snout. If they have that roll when they're a puppy that's rolled over their nose, they're gonna have breathing more breathing problems. But he had a nice, nice long snout, just like his dad, and so we. Uh, uh picked him up no breathing problems so no oh, nice what are they what's a pug a mix of they're just originally just a pug oh it's just them okay yeah i think it's just a pug they actually when pugs were first they used to be big dogs and they've been bred smaller and smaller and smaller so they were like a big actually a bigger dog but you guys couldn't you couldn't bring to uh to england there's no way to travel I don't think you can do that. One, we didn't know if the hotel was going to be dog uh, friendly, you know, and all that kind of shit. And they want to deal with that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a lot to worry about, stress about. And that's a long plane ride. I know a lot of airports or air, airlines don't, if it's over five hours, they either have to be checked below. And this one would never let that happen. So um, he'd be right in first class before that shit happens. So. Yeah, when they I, check him, I was good, sorry. It's nothing really that important, but it, in a way it is, because I always like to find new series to watch with my wife. Uh, what Are you guys watching anything together? Do you guys got any series you stream or anything or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've just, we just went and rewatched, finished up Narcos again, but we're big on, uh, we just watched The Last of Us, obviously, it was really good. Yes. Uh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. What else have we been watching lately? We watch a lot of, we watch a lot of crazy shit, like a lot of off-the-wall shows. Um Last one we watched, we went back. We've been go back and, and, and binge watching stuff. Last Kingdom, Vikings. Yeah. How great was Vikings? Oh, the best wife liked it too. She liked the Lagatha. Lagatha? Yeah. Yeah. So that's her nickname in the house is, is Nagatha. Oh, that- <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm going to use that. I say it low. I'm going to use that one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Don, let me ask you, do you get any extra nervous? Because my wife, she has like a few kickboxing matches, you know. Do you um and I worked her corner? Do you get extra nervous when you're uh when, when Joanne's fighting? Or so, how do you how are you what are you hey? I liked in between awesome that you guys were right there, you know, yeah. in the corner work, but go ahead. I, I've always been lucky and fortunate. I, I've never from day one. I never really get nervous cornering anybody. It's always been something where it's just like, I don't, I tune everything out. I don't have a problem with that. I never get, I don't get nervous period with her uh, a little bit. I, I do have to shut it out a little bit more like those are, Oh God, sometimes those feelings come up a little bit more like right before, but really the only time I ever not, it's not in the fight. It's after the fight where I was like, Holy shit. You know, I can take a good breath. That's where I noticed was like, Oh God, that was kind of nerve wracking, but I don't really notice it much before um, obviously there's been some times, you know, when she's lost, it was like, oh, you know, this is that, that that's never good. Like, you know, seeing those kind of things. Sure. Um, there was one time, like I said, she fought basically with COVID and right after the fight, um, tell many people this, when she, when she fought Maya, you know, we had like a 12 day camp and I was actually sick with COVID and she had started to come down with it, um, tested clear though. But after the fight, we walked back to the back into the room and she collapsed and passed out. And then her heart rate dropped, I think like 30 and they lived, they had to rush the, the ambulances in and they had to put me in front. Um, the driver had to go in the back and they're like, yeah, we can't, we have to have two people back there in case we have to resuscitate or heart rates dropping. And then it was this whole crazy thing. And that was one of the least pleasant experiences of my life. But other than that, man, like, it really isn't any different until afterwards when I can kind of go, oh, shit, okay, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. And do you guys, uh, when you're off, when you're not training, if I, do you watch fights? Like, I mean, like, did, I'm sure you, did you, like, will you watch Edwards, uh, Edwards uh, Usman, or are you like, ah? Yeah, not- yeah, no, we, we, we went, and after the fight, we came back to the hotel, because the UFC, you know, used to have a green room, and we'd all go and eat food, and sit there and watch all the fights with everybody, but now they don't have that because of COVID and whatever. Um, so they take us back to the hotel, you know, she's intermediate. We went back to the hotel and actually all the, the Scottish boys, Chris Duncan and, and Joe's old crew, um, and family came up and we watched it in the room. We watched the rest of the fights in the room, ordered some pizza, drank a lot of whiskey. But Do you uh, yeah, think we watched, we watched fights. as, as coaches, uh, and I'll ask Matt this as well. I, I thought Edwards made some amazing adjustments. The takedown defense was incredible. Did Usman not make enough adjustments because he had fought so well the first time and he just kind of stuck with the same game plan or uh what do you think it was the the lack of altitude maybe edwards fought the way he would have fought the first time i for me you know i think leon came in obviously with a little more confidence um and not so worried about the takedown and even still i still think there was bits and pieces like after usman hit him i forget second third round and kind of rocked him kind of shut him back down a little bit but before that, man, he came out guns a blazing, looked looked awesome, phenomenal, switching stances, had a good game plan, um, and was keeping, you know, Usman off him. And I definitely think it was a different feel for Usman, a different different Leon there for him. So after, you know, the confidence when someone gets up, like he took him down a few times, but he got right back up every time. And we're seeing more and more even in, you know, the judging finally, the criteria is kind of catching up where they're judging less on, oh, the guy got a takedown for two seconds. Right. And so I thought Leon made a lot of great adjustments. I thought he looked sharp. I thought he won that fight. Um, it was, you know, the, the point deduction kind of worried me on how that was going to go. And I'll tell you what, the judging out there was shitty. It was, it was crazy. There, there were so many off the wall yeah. judges, you know, so I didn't know who was going to get it, but I thought Leon made adjustments. 
I thought he came out there confident. I thought he did enough and it kind of shook, maybe, maybe shook Kamaro. I don't know. And, and when you're so dominant for so long, like Kamaro has been, you know, there's not a lot that you, you change, you know, like sometimes I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And he did, I mean, he mauled him, you know, for four and a half rounds in the first fight, pretty, you know, pretty easily. So probably assuming that, you know, he's going to do the same thing, but Fighting's crazy, man. You just never know. You go out and have the greatest camp, the greatest game plan. You get hit one fucking time, and that changes everything. You know, it's just it's it's just like that. Did you think forty seven forty seven was the? I th- I thought it was a. Uh, I, I thought that was the best scoring. I I, I didn't. They gave. I think what was it the second or third during the fence grab? I thought Usman won that round, so I thought it was a ten eight round. Yeah. And yes. I most of the judges gave that. Two of the judges gave that to Edwards, so it was a nine nine. I thought forty seven forty seven with Edwards getting the the win would have been fair. I thought it was it was definitely going to there was potential for a draw in that one for sure. Um, really did, you know. And like I said, the judging, I, I really didn't know. I almost thought they might give it to Kamaro, but um it was a close one. It was a close one, but I, I thought, you know, obviously Edwards I think had the bigger moments. Um yeah. but with that point deduction, that was a scary, scary thing for him, I'm sure. What do you think, Matt? No, I think that one, the confidence thing was definitely there was a difference there. I like when Kamara walked across and went to go pull that sword out. Like, you know, he does the fucking, and then, um, you know, just had his gun in his hand, like bing, 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 like shooting him. That to me, he didn't give up. Like he was, he was game. He was not, yeah, the moment for sure. you could tell the confidence you hear in the, in the buildup. He never lost in, in England. You know, that's another thing. Hometown that he used that hometown, the fuel as fuel. And, uh, I truly think that, Kamaro thought he was going to have more success with the um, with the grappling. People say, "Why didn't he grapple more?" He tried. He got him yeah, down. He was trying. He once held him down. He never yeah. held him down for a round. He always got back up, and that was impressive. He was fighting the hands. You know, granted, maybe the hand got in there once or whatever. You know? Yeah, it was an accident. But uh, he did. He was getting his back to the cage. He was he was working his way back up, and then when he got up. He was landing the better strikes, so I was okay with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way Herb Dean handled that too with that that glove grab, uh, the, the glove grab, because I, I like a ref like Herb. He knows what he saw, and there was no talking your way out of it. He was, yeah. I know what I you you had it. I saw it. Don't do it again. You know. Um, I I thought he did a great job in that fight, and Fazeev against uh, Justin Gaethje. I mean, Fazeev is a he lost the fight, but a frighteningly fast guy. I mean, he. he like a flyweight it's crazy the, the hand speed he has yeah that's you know he's obviously a special striker and gifted at his craft um and he's going to give anybody he's going to give anybody you know a fit when he fights him justin gage is just he's just built different as a human and as a fighter man that guy it doesn't matter like after the first round i thought it was going to be a pretty easy night for not easy night for fazee but i thought he would have his way and maybe yeah. find his mark but you know i uh, you just can never count Gagey out. He's a guy that will drag you into a war, fight his fight, and he's usually going to come nine times out of ten, come out on top of that shit. There's nobody better. There's nobody better. And he, and he is. Like, this fight, he did fight more uh, technical and less crazy at the beginning, but that also, when you fight somebody who's a little more technical than you, that's probably not the smartest thing. So, you know, he got into those those wars and drug it out and, and made it his fight. And, you know, Gagey's just always going to be a – he's just a dog, man. You know, that is a guy who – there's not many built like him. 
I thought it was 1-1 going into the third. What was even more impressive was Fazeev started off winning the third round. He looked really good. It looked like he stunned Gaethje at one point. And then he started throwing. Maybe he threw the uppercut a lot earlier. I just didn't notice it. But that uppercut really was just landing every time he threw it. And then he wound up, I think, thought winning the last three and a half minutes of the round and, and definitely won the fight. But that, that was an incredible fight. Yeah, that was a, that was definitely a barn burner fight. You know, any any Gagey fight, there's a reason why that guy has you know so many performance bonuses. Is that uh, good, bad, different? He's gonna come in and, and you're gonna have an exciting fight. And he he's he said it at the press conference, "I'm the most exciting fighter in the UFC." And honestly, he is. He's talented. He's skilled, and the dude's got a pair of nuts on him like bowling balls. And he just he don't give a shit. He's gonna go in there and he's gonna he's gonna make it a fight, whoever he's with. Right. I like he he threw a double leg in there at the end. Yeah. yeah, that like was a lot of critics to shut the hell up. But, uh, <laughs> you know? but it is funny though, because it looked like he planned to do that even earlier. But he's been away from that so long, it's almost like, yo, who's teaching this guy how to do a double? <laughs> Meanwhile, he's a great wrestler. But I, there's a listen, there's a big difference between straight up wrestling and mixed martial arts wrestling. And Marab's a good point of that. How you put the striking with the shots, you know, so you can tell that he had the ability, but it's almost like he'd shoot in. It wasn't that fluid, you know? Yeah. I'm not shooting on his grappling, you know what I mean? But sure. he did get it at the end. But I, I think he was going to get that. He tried that shit in the first round. And it was nowhere near landing. Yeah. And Joanne, we were told you only had a few minutes. Are you cool hanging with us? We don't, we don't want to hold you if, you're, if you have something else to do. You're, we love you hanging if you want to hang. But I feel bad because they told us she only has 10 minutes. And then. Wow, Jim, you want me to leave? No, not at all. I just feel bad. I feel very guilty sometimes. Like I'm always aware that I don't, I don't ever want somebody to be uh, feel obligated. We're happy to have you. No, please. All right. If you want me to throw her off, I'll no, her. no, no, no. I just go. She's fine. Call for security. Oh no, you're good. If you're good, you're good. You're welcome to hang with us. You're welcome to stay. Let me listen to you guys. You guys are awesome. Okay, no, please hang. I just I feel like I hope we didn't put her on in a bad position. Like she agrees to give us ten minutes and then we annoy her. Soon. What's that? She says you got to go to training soon, but we're not doing that today. Oh. Oh, no, you've earned a day off. Heck yeah, you did. Yo, I am super, super excited to see the return of Gunnar Nelson. I wow. like some nice jujitsu in my life, and he's got the bouncy karate style on the outside. And uh, that slide up arm lock was beautiful. And somebody said it, they said, uh, I don't know if they said short time or whatever it was, but, but they said uh, uh, elbows to arm, strikes to arm lock or something like that. I, I, I got to go back. I'm going to go to his Instagram. Hey, you know what? Maybe I should do it then. But uh, he, he said something like they did. The, the oh, say it again. Oh, John Canavan. That's right. That's right. I forget. He's got a, uh, he's got, what do you call it? Coach fucking Connor's coach. Connor's coach. Yeah. Nelson is, Obviously, I mean, Gunner's probably one of the best, if not the best MMA grapplers, grapplers in, in the UFC, in the world. Like that dude is just, if you get on the ground with him, it, it's just a different, that's a different human down there. He knows how to put that shit together. He knows how to make it look effort, effortlessly too, where he's give you a little elbow, move around a little bit, give you another little elbow. Everything's so timed and precise on the ground. Everything lands and then you just kind of, you, you move the wrong way and then you're, oops, it's over. Coach Cavanaugh, Jimmy, Coach Cavanaugh, 20 second shots and on bar. And then he fucking gets it beautifully. You're a little blind bird, so I'm not going to keep that. I can't see it. No. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, 
What How do you like coach as a coach? What do you do as coaches? Right, you have a guy like Barbarino who's a really good fighter. He's been uh, submitted twice. That seems to be what people are going to try to do. Like, how, how do you handle that with a fighter if it looks like, look, this is something people are going to target? Um, how do you get somebody up up to where they need to be to prevent that from happening every time they fight somebody who's solid on the ground? I mean, listen, you know, we've had that too. Yeah, I've had that with a lot of fighters. It's something you obviously, as a coach, you try to fill in the gaps and, and make the weaknesses stronger. You know, one thing as a coach you want to do is someone comes like, let's just say Jojo here, for instance, came here. It was obviously a very good striking Muay Thai background. She got to the gym and I started, you know, and I, I'm thinking she don't know shit on the ground. I'm thinking, you know, this is, uh, we're going to be, you know, white belt day one. Uh, about a couple of weeks into practice and watching her grapple, she's sub submitting some high level girls. She's throwing up some beautiful arm bars, doing some good stuff. And I'm like, why don't you grapple more? Why don't you do like do this? Well, you know, just wasn't the emphasis at, you know, some of her other camps and stuff. So one thing I like to do is that, you know, we're going to keep you as a coach. I try to keep you really good. Whatever you're really good at, I want to keep you good at that. Whatever you suck at, I want you to be able to improve on that so that you feel confident, even better doing what you're good at. You know, if you're a striker, we don't, just like Leon. Leon wasn't worried about getting, taken down so much she was able to open up a little bit more same thing with her you know where it's just like you have to there's going to be people that, that that take to certain you know things strikers grapplers but you know this is mma so you have to be prepared for everything um and you you want to you just have to find a way to make the comfort the fighter comfortable in those spots where it's not like i don't want to take her and say you're going to do jiu-jitsu five days a week you know 10 days you know 10 times a day da 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 it, that, that's just gonna you, you're probably gonna lose out somewhere else so you just kind of slowly add those things in and like i said she was actually really good on the ground when she got here so you know our first fight together um she went out and got a submission armbar in the first round uh ufc and, and you know started building on to that mma quality where a few fights after that taking girls down just kind of take to it you know to where we just round out the game you know certain fighters i, I just think you don't you don't want to force it on them. You just kind of have to fill in those gaps and hopefully it catches up by the time, you know, when they're going to fight somebody like, listen, with Gunner, you're not going to get on his level. You know, you're just not right. going to, you have to be able to try to train things and do things that maybe can stop some of those things or shut those things down. And he obviously was aware of it. And that's the other deal is like, you know, Barbarino came out and wasn't engaging a lot for that reason. And that's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you sit back and you don't want to engage because you're worried about getting taken down, you're going to get taken down. He's going to find a way. You still have to play to your strong suits. You still have to touch him up. You still have to hit him. Right. You still got to try to knock him out. You know, so it's always MMA is such a complex, crazy thing. We have so many things to worry about, so many things to train for. There's not enough time in the day to do this shit. But what is it uh, like? Good. Joanne, what is it like as a, as a fighter when you, when you, I'm always like, I would always feel like, a, like I hate being the new kid somewhere. When you go to a gym, like your first time in a gym, you go, I'm going to start training here now. What, what is that like? Is it immediately comfortable or is it, does it take six months to get comfortable or do you want to just show kind of what you do really well at first? What is that like mentally when you go to a new gym and that becomes your place? I mean, I, before I found like, this is my base. Uh, I used to travel. I've actually uh, went to Molinaire, Gunny's camp uh, four times, great gym. Uh, and I've also trained at TriStar. I mean, TriStar, for example, that uh, first few months, it was crazy. because, And especially if you're a girl, I feel it's a lot harder. But for me, I just work hard to show that I'm there to 
that nothing else matters to me. And I know it, for Tricer example, I remember turning up for sparring and some guy looking me up and down and being like, no, I'm not sparring with you. And then uh, him actually, Perez, he actually says, no, you, you, you'll spar with her. So it's just kind of like sticking in there and like earning the respect. That Depends you, on the gym too. I mean, it, environments. It definitely, you do have to earn that respect from people. I feel, especially if you're a female, like you have to, uh, let them know that you're there to, uh, you're a professional and you're there to uh, do what everyone else is doing. So, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. But, I mean, if you're serious about it, like what we are talking about earlier, you're going to find a way. There's no net to, to, to catch you, to get you like, oh, actually, I'm just going to leave when shit gets right. hard. Or when no one wants to spar with you, no one wants to train with you because you're the new new person that you know you just keep showing up and uh, eventually you'll get the attention and uh, show that you you belong there too. How about Vittori against uh Delize? What an incredible uh, fight that was. I was very happy for Marvin. He can take a lot of punishment, which is, you know, I mean, he, he can really, he had to walk through a lot to get to Delize. Um, I was surprised that anybody was able to stand for three rounds with that guy. Yeah, they they both got uh, very solid chins. And, you know, Vittori's got, he, you know, Delize hits hard and yeah. he clipped him hard a few times and just shook it right off. You know, that was a, it's a good fight. I, I, I don't know. I, I actually thought, you know, Roman had that one. I, I had Roman just, it, it was such a back and forth, you know, it, it, what we find happened to us before, you know, Vittoria was landing a lot of good kicks. He looks, you know, sharp and technical. Um, I thought the lead day was landing the bigger shots, you know, early on in those rounds and stuff, but it was, um, the judging was kind of interesting on that one. I, I, it was a toss up, but I, I thought I actually kind of had Roman going into that. I did round. also, to be honest with you. And I know the other guy's the Italian dream and uh, we like Marvin. You know, he's a beast. But to be honest, I remember and then, you know, I don't think we're alone in this by the by the uh the home by the crowd over there too. I think uh I I thought Roman kinda edged it out, to be honest. I think he landed the the, the bigger strike. Yeah, like yeah. it was impressive that Marvin took it, but yeah. Whew, but it's like, whoa. I mean, I know I don't ever remember Marvin really hurting Roman unless I missed it, you know. But I don't no, think he landed some, but those those shots that made you go, oh, is he still standing? Yeah. Roman landed those. <laughs> if from what I remember, I might be wrong. It, 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 no, it was definitely Roman. Roman had the the much bigger moments. Vittori was landing, like I said, a lot of clean kicks and and beating up the legs. But they don't really, you know, across the board. We've had it happen to us in fights where you land a ton of kicks, but they don't unless you drop somebody off one of those kicks. They don't score them the same as they do punches, you know. So that was that was one of those things where I was like, ah, oh, okay. But I, I felt Roman was pushing forward. Roman was landing the bigger shots. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's tough. And, and this goes back to, it, it's a it's a problem always across the board, just judging. You know, there's a criteria and the criteria is great, but it's who is the person that is is that is following that criteria. It's crazy. There, the, there was a lot of decisions that night that were kind of, you know, or even just not decisions. Some people won decisions they thought, but like there were some judges that were just all over the place. 
Who uh, who got dropped by somebody? It, it, it might have been a slip or just a quick drop. Who fell? Somebody got dropped by a leg kick. Where it, it might have just been while they were moving, they fell. It was brief though. It didn't look like one of those. Uh, he's almost out of the fight drops, but there, I can't remember who it was. I don't remember fight, which fight that was. Do you do you know what I mean though? Like I thought somebody went down from a leg kick. I just don't remember who it was. I think you're throwing a curveball at all of us. Jimmy. I'm just curious because I'm a big fan. Leg kicks are probably my favorite thing in MMA. Um, I, I love, love leg kicks. They just, they're so brutal and they're so underrated like when you watch them. Because um, I had, I, I used to get guys to show me moves in this radio studio. I would interview fire. I just really lightly show me something. And John Jones put his shin in my thigh. And I, I literally almost shit my pants. It was that my whole body just shuts down. And he wasn't. Almost. Well. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, they're incredibly sorry. painful and, and incredibly effective at stopping you. I, I just think it's it's my favorite thing to watch in MMA. Yeah, the whole uh, you know in the last couple of years, the whole calf kick resurgence that has has come up is has been a really you know that's that's a fight ending move. You know, that's just something that you land four or five of those clean, it changes it can change the you know the direction of a fight for sure. So yeah. you know the other. Other side of that, there was a couple times. There were a couple times guys were kicking back and forth. They were getting them checked, and you know, once you if you get your leg checked when you're throwing, especially for a calf kick, if they check them properly, that can rattle your whole leg, and you'll stop kicking. It's kicks. Kicks are brutal. I'm glad I got out of the game before they started kicking my fucking ankles. <laughs> I need that fucking calf kick. I, I that wasn't around when I was fighting. You know. I don't know. Hey, the one fight on the main card we didn't talk about was the Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya. Yes. Handed her first loss. What'd you think of that? So I mean, she definitely deserved the decision. I mean, she definitely won the fight. If you're asking that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought Maya hands down clearly won that fight. Um, it's tough with her. You know, I've surprised. I've cornered against her a couple times, and she's very, very hard to game plan for because. What you watch on video, the things that you think you're going to be able to exploit. She leans a lot. She runs away a lot. There's a lot of things there where you're like, oh, I could get to that. She does it so good. And she does it when she's, you know, when she's, when she is leaning and getting out, she's firing 14 punches at you. So you don't really ever feel like you're getting a clean go. So she moves awkward and she's got, you know, she's good everywhere. You know, she's one of those all around girls. that's just solid. Has been doing this every, you know, for a long time. She's a veteran. Uh, I'll tell you this, Casey's got a chin because she she ate a lot of punches in that fight. Um, that was a big jump up from, you know, for Casey from where she, who she's been competing, what she's been doing to, you know, jumping up into perennial yeah. top five, you know, fighter. And, and, you know, obviously there were some things that are exploited there, but I thought Maya looked great. Her, you know, body, when she, when we were at the weigh-ins, I said, like, damn, she's, this girl's getting together. She's in shape. She's ripped. She's, you know, she's yoked. She's. It's a. Uh, I thought Maya did a great job at you know controlling that fight and pretty much winning everywhere. Didn't Casey just come back after an injury too, or no? Or yeah. Why might be off with that? Yeah, she had a she had an ACL. She was out for a year, ACL injury. There might be so, something to that too. So sure. she's a good fighter. So, but uh, but yeah, it was you know there's no argument there. She lost that one and a. In this game, you're fighting the, the right people. It's gonna happen sooner or later. So. And I'll, I'll ask you both this too, because just to circle back to Marab for a minute, because I, I, I expected Marab to win that fight, but I didn't expect Piotr to lose 50 to 45. Like that, I mean, that was a 
yeah. complete domination of a guy who was a champion and uh, who is always in every fight. who's like a little pit bull. I mean, and Marab completely dominated him. I mean, that was uh, a shockingly yeah. dominant performance, like incredible. Yeah, Marab is obviously Matt's no longer that. You know, I've had him here for a couple of years on and off. And, you know, the last two camps, he's been pretty solid. This camp, he kind of did a full camp here and did everything. And, and watching what he does in the gym, he's one of those guys, I'm sure Matt can tell you, it, it's hard to keep him out of the gym. It's hard to keep, hey, Rob, do less. Through injuries, it doesn't matter what's hurt, doesn't matter. You know, he had some pretty, he had some pretty things being banged up pretty bad before this fight. Never told anybody, never whatever, you know. I uh, went out there and, and performed, but what you see that guy do day in and day out in the gym is insane. That the motor never stops. Like I said, it doesn't matter if he comes in, he's tired, he's hurt, he's this, he's that. He's gonna go, and then he's gonna go do another session and go, and then do another session and go. And the dude is just—I mean, he's gonna be hard for anybody to deal with because he—he's got those kind of—he's got those kind of things that you can't train. You know, they're just in him. They're there, you know, the things that you hope as a coach to get as a fighter. And and, and then he's still learning. He's still getting better. So it, it's crazy. Like, Rob, you know, I, I knew going into that fight, I thought we'd get the first three rounds, no problem. That gas tank he goes and the pace he pushes. It's round four and five where, you know, Peter, where Jan is very dangerous and scary. But the first couple rounds, I was like, uh, this isn't going to be like that, you know? <laughs> I, I remember we went back to the in, in between the uh, second and third round. We sat down. You're like, all right, this is the round. We'll see what if anything changes type of thing. Because the first two rounds, like Peter Yan, when he fights, he'll give up, give up a round. He'll give up two rounds. He's not worried. I didn't sense that in this one. In between the first and second round, it wasn't the same as he normally wow. would give up five minutes and not give a shit. He'll, he plays the yeah. long game. But he was getting weaker and Marab doesn't his shit doesn't change first round fifth round same shit so when you said that between the second and third round we were all like let's see what this guy pulls out of it they're always saying oh that like dc was big on the opening round and he gets what he's doing is he's getting in data he's uh yeah, downloading information downloading the data and he's gonna use that data to fucking this and that dude there's something wrong with the fucking computer because the data wasn't getting through. And uh, after that third round was very similar, if not worse than the other rounds, we're like, yo, this is looking good. You know? Done. Yeah, my, my favorite part of the fight is that that's when the trash talk started coming up from you too, especially when was in the corner. Who's the fucking zero now? Marab's such a nice guy and if you've seen that interaction with them I don't know if it was at the PI or somewhere I don't I forgot where it was but you know Jan's a little weird and I told you about this Jimmy because before he even fought Aljo I seen him on a rooftop in Abu Dhabi after he beat Aldo and they were gonna fight I seen him in the pool and I went to say hello next thing you know we're like we're pummeling a little bit he like he tries to like give you a little he's a weird guy He's a little yeah. right or wrong, John. He's a weird dude. So well, he's, I, I've seen him. I've seen him get into it at, at every presser, every event. He usually picks who somebody he's probably going to fight. Not the guy he's going to fight then or there, but he's going to fight in the future and kind of gives them a little, you know, like yeah. almost trying to get in their head preset, like fucking with them right off the bat before they even get to the fight. I've seen him exactly. do that multiple times, multiple it, times. So he did that to uh, Marab one time. He ran it to Aljo Marab, and he's. You give him like little kicks, and Rob's like, Oh, yeah, very strong. You know, he's playing with him a little bit. And then, uh, then he goes to Aljo, he goes, Hey, the zero, 
Like the and Marab's like, hey, hey, don't be a Russian bully, Marab's. But then, but yeah. at one point, it was one point when Marab had him right in our corner, right, right, like right in front of us, and he had him down, and he beat him. So that shit just came out. I think I see. Yeah. I think I I'm like, who's the zero now? Get him, Marab. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that was fun. And, and uh, one more question uh, for everybody, I guess, because uh, it kind of led me from uh, Marab's cardio. I was thinking about other guys with cardio like that. Colby Covington has yeah. notoriously uh, good cardio, and he's being. They said he's going to get the next shot at welterweight at Leon, but I, I think that's a little unfair to some other guys like Bilal. Uh, what what do you think about him getting the next shot? And will Edwards be able to override that, or will he just kind of have to take the fight because it probably will do better on pay per view than Bilal would? I mean, listen, is what we talked about before. The UFC is going to do what the UFC thinks is best. They're going to put the fighters that they think you know are going to get the biggest draws and and that kind of stuff. And so, is it fair? No, but this isn't a business affair and that's not what we signed up for. And you just kind of have to go with, unfortunately, you know, good, bad, different. You got to go with what's given to you. Um, do, are there other fighters that are deserving of that shot more that have, have worked and earned it? Of course. Yes. As there, but also too, like it's a business for them. And we have to remember that, you know, the business is to, to, to sell and put, yeah. you know, asses in seats and seats and people viewing and Colby, you know, obviously has sold himself into a position that, he's a guy that's going to get that opportunity when it comes up, you know, and it's, you know, nobody, Colby was kicking people's asses long before you ever even knew his name. You know, yeah. he was in the UFC on a big win streak before. And uh, once he started this kind of shit talk and things, um, that's what really boosted him up. And, and not only just shit talk, a lot of people try to try this deal where they shit talk and try to get themselves, but you have to be able to back it up. Kobe, Kobe is a guy that can back it up on the highest levels and he is getting better as a fighter and he's kind of, you know, adding more to his game. Uh, but you know, yeah, he's going to get that shot. And, and I, I do think he presents a very big problem for, for Leon. I think he presents a, a bigger problem than Camaro did because again, going back to the Marab factor, Kobe's got things that you can't train and teach and that kind of cardio and kind of drive. Um, it doesn't matter. He'll spam that takedown. And there is one thing about, you know, like Marab does it. He'll take you down if you get back up. So what takes nothing off of him, right. but it hard for you. That's the same thing Kobe's going to do. You know, Kobe will get him down and Kobe will hang on him and Kobe will make it a harder deal and he'll keep doing that for five rounds. So, you know, I, I think that's a very, very tough fight for Leon. Can he win? Obviously, he can, you know, he just beat one of the best guys in the world and it's going to be very similar to that, but just the volume is going to be 10 times that amount. So, I, you know, I, I, you could be looking at a new champ after that fight potentially. I unfortunately I agree. I'm not a fan of Colby. I think he's an asshole. But uh Bilal is a better guy. I like Bilal. But we saw I know it got stopped because of the uh, accidental eye poke. Yeah. But that fight wasn't going Bilal's way as short as it was. I don't know. I forgot how long it was. It might have been it was the first round, I think. Was it the first round? Am I crazy? I thought it was the first I'm not, round. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure our producer will look up that the Colby versus uh not Colby. Well, uh, Palal against Leon Edwards, yeah. But uh, but but there was nothing that happened during that fight that said, "Oh, I got to see that again." Because you felt that Leon and I'm not shit on, but I like Palal. Yeah. He's a great fighter. He is second round that happened in the oh, second. second. Round. Okay. So, but leading up to it, he wasn't getting him down. He wasn't getting close to it. He wasn't hurting him. From what I remember, uh, yeah. it was going Leon's way. So nothing really warranted that fight again. 
what John Wood is saying is is exactly it, what yeah. is, is is the truth. Kobe, like Marab, their endurance is a weapon in their arsenal. Not a lot of guys can wield that weapon because they just can't. Doesn't matter how much of the versa climbing you're doing, you're not going to get that. They got that X factor. How about this? We they asked us, they asked Marab, we asked Marab on, on the podcast. Um, me and Longo, Longo was guest uh, hosting. Yeah, like uh, I don't know how it fucking came up. Somebody asked him. But anyway, oh no, we were doing the Attic and Florian podcast when he was on there. And uh, I forgot where it came up. But anyway, the point was, you saw, you're such in good shape, you don't even need a, 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 a stool for five rounds. And he, <laughs> and he goes like this, he goes, he goes, oh, and now listen, man, dude, we've been in the game a long time. I never forget the fucking stool. But every Marab never, ever uses a stool. But he never fought five rounds before. I never even thought of bringing a stool for him. So after, so it, it, but actually it looks better because you know yeah. the other guy was dying and Rob's sitting there standing and talking to us and laughing. But I gotta remember to bring me. I told Longo, hey, head coach, what the fuck, man? I'm gonna blame Aljo on this. No, but we should have brought the stool in between them, right, John? I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I asked you guys, I was like, you want the stool? You're like, no, no, he doesn't sit down. Okay. He never uses the yeah. stool. So anyway, Jimmy, <laughs> you kind of fucked up with that, but it makes it more impressive. Well, uh, look, this uh, that's our episode. Uh, Joanne, I'm really happy you were able to stay. Thank you. And John, really great to have you guys on, on the podcast together. Um, what would you like to promote? We'd love to promote whatever you want. Your school. Yeah, just Syndicate MMA. If you want to on social media, at you know, Syndicate MMA. Check it out. Anybody who's ever in town, any fighters, anybody, whatever, come by the gym. Feel free to drop in. You know, it's a, it's a good environment. We've got everything here. So it's uh, basically all we're looking to promote. Your, oh, pug, your pug's Instagram. We Goose Wood. W-E-E Goose Wood. That's what we want. Hey, Joey, congrats again. And John, what yeah. a great time in the corner. We'll do that again. That was uh, great. Please, like I said, it was a complete honor, man. That was a it was a moment for me being able to train with, like, you know, you and Longo are guys that I've looked up to for a long time as fighters, as coaches. And, you know, so it was a, it was a really, really awesome experience for me. And everything you did from and continue to do for Marab, we really appreciate it, man. You know, and Longo can't say enough about you. Longo's like, you know, John never tried to change Marab; he just enhanced him, and so he says nothing but good things. I think you know that already. How much he he likes you. Listen, when Marab got here, you know, we've had a few guys come out from the gym and, and train here and stuff. And Rob got here; he was already Marab. Like you guys did all the work. It's just I'm just trying to, you know, help out. And, make him better at some things. And, and it's, you know, it's an awesome relationship to have with him and with you guys. So it's been great, man. Awesome brother. Jimmy, what are you plugging? Just uh, my website for dates. And I got uh, Wednesday night. I'm doing my hour at the fat black pussycat. Um, so come by and see me. All right. I got right. to train jujitsu. You don't got to train with me, but you should train everybody. That's the show. Thank you guys Thank very you. much. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot guys. Matt, see you Wednesday. Later Jimmy. Jimmy.